0: Hi, this is Bill Corbett, author of the book, Love, Limits, and Lessons, and executive producer and host of the television show, Creating Cooperative Kids. Thanks for downloading and listening to this podcast series that will offer interviews with experts, clips from my television show, excerpts from my parent coaching sessions, and even my interviews on the radio. Each podcast will feature help for parents and professionals who live or work with children and teens, so you'll want to subscribe to the entire series. In this podcast, you'll hear an excerpt from my television show where I offer parents five tips for helping a child to dream big. See, I'm convinced that if a child is able to dream as big as they can, they are more likely to create amazing things as an adult in their lives as well as in the world for others to benefit from. Listen in now as I offer parents some easy to implement ideas for raising kids to dream big. Experts have been telling us for years that our style of parenting has incredible power in helping our child grow into the person we hope they will become. Through our daily interactions with our child, and especially with our discipline, we can set them up to be encouraged individuals and leaders, or we can break them down to join the millions of followers out there looking for someone else to tell them what to do. If you want your child to live a happier life, you've got to teach them how to dream big. Here are five things every parent can do to begin immediately in helping children dream big. And it all starts with a dream book. In a dream book, the object is that you teach a child that whatever comes to mind for them, they can imagine. Now, one of the problems that we have in the world of parenting is that children are constantly coming to the mom or the dad and saying, Mom, I want that. And they see something on television, a new video game, and they go, I want that. I want you to buy me that, mom. And the mother says something like, no, honey, we don't have any money or your birthday's coming. And the parent is, is, is worried that the child is constantly going to be asking, asking, asking. And so what they do is they, they kind of squash the child's ability to ask for what they want. And that's one of the most powerful things that we have to give our children, the ability to dream big and to ask for it. So what I usually do with parents is, and I I teach them that they have the power to teach their children to dream big. And one way of doing that is developing a dream book. Now, it's very simple. What you can do is, you go to the store and you get your child one of these things. These are composition books. Remember from the college days, parents? And uh, look how they come out now. (laughs) I wish I was in college these days. Look how beautiful the the composition books are. Why I pick a composition book is because they're durable. They're sturdy. And what you should do is sit down with your child and you teach them that from now on, you're going to get this book that you can do and you can... Anything that you can dream of, you put in your book. So, when the child sees something they want, instead of the parent saying, no, we don't have enough money, honey, or your birthday's coming, or your bedroom has, is, is full of these toys, say, put it in your dream book. You just go to the child and teach them that they can decorate this any way they want. And this becomes a, a safe keep for any time they think of something that they want, they can go and write it in their dream book. And again, it begins to... Grease the skids, if you will, uh, about the things that kids can do with taking their dreams and putting them in a place where they can keep. Now, some parents worry about, well, what if she wants you to buy all that? Don't worry about that. Just start with this process to teach your child that they can dream as big as they want. You don't have to buy it for them, but just get them in the process of dreaming big. Now, here's number two. Number two on the list for parents to keep in mind how to teach your children to dream big is to stop talking so much. Parents talk way too much. And when parents talk too much, you can actually send your kids into what's called parent deafness. And you wanna know what parent deafness is? Watch a Charlie Brown cartoon sometime when the teacher talks, that's parent deafness. So there's things that we can do as a parent to talk less and let their creativity do more speaking. Now, I want to roll a video clip in just a moment here. It's a very short clip, so I I encourage my viewers to take a very close look at what you're about to see. Notice what the father does to this little girl in this video clip. Let's go ahead and roll it and take a look. My picture, it's an airplane my grandma went on. That's really nice, Julie. But you've got the wheels in the wrong place. You can't have wheels on these little wings back here. Oh, okay. Julie, hold on. You want me to help you fix them? No, it's a dumb picture anyway. I was like, so what you've just what you just saw is this little girl created the drawing of the airplane, and she brought it to her dad. She goes, "Look what I did! Look what I drew!" And the father, um, he he came from a position of fear, which really stops a lot of us from ever achieving our dreams. And what what did he do? He pointed out uh, to his little girl, what he wanted her to do is to realize, you don't put the wheels on that part of the plane. And so deep inside, I think what the dad is doing, saying, oh my goodness, if my little girl ever goes into airplane engineering, she's going to mess it all up. But we can't come from a position of fear. When they're at that age, it doesn't matter. Let them draw the wheels on the roof. You know, we just want them to be able to take what's in here and create it in front of them. So it's really important for us to not be ready to gabosh what our kids do. Ready not to throw a wet blanket over it and let them really experience what's inside and then to create that in reality. Let me give you number three. The next thing that I, I encourage parents to do to help their children dream big is to ban electronics from the bedrooms. Now, this is going to be kind of tough for some parents, especially if you've already allowed your child to have a computer in the bedroom or a television. I really encourage you to take those things out of the bedroom. And, and here's, here's why. The main thing that we need to remember is a child needs to have a place they can go to. Uh, it's it's a solitude place, a place where they can go to think, they can be creative. So I always encourage parents to remove those things from, from the bedroom right away. We want our kids' bedrooms to be a place of silence, a place where they can be by themselves and get in touch with the voice, intuition, whatever you want to call it, that's trying to reach out and connect with them. And we've got to have that place where they can do that. It also needs to be a a safe zone for them to go to when life is tough. You know, when our kids get older and they start getting into the teen years, life can be pretty uh, severe in in some cases for kids. The things that they experience in school, uh, developing relationships, good and bad, they need a place where they can go to hang out. Um, Teen boys tend to need that preserve more than teen girls, but you know, in the the whole spectrum of adolescence, they need to have a safe place to go, to be themselves, to think about themselves, to think about what experience happened during them, during, uh, to them during the day. Um, and they, they shouldn't have um, electronics going on. Now, you know what, I, I'd even be willing to let them have a boom box, let them have their music. You know how kids are, especially when they get into the tween and teen years, they really want that music. So uh, a, a small place to, or a small device to listen to music is certainly okay. Let's go to number four. Here's the fourth thing that I encourage parents do to help them really develop their child's inner soul is set up screen free times. That means there's times throughout the day where there's no no use of entertainment electronics. Here's one for example. I suggest that during homework time, once parents carve out time for homework, Homework time should become a no-fly zone for any entertainment electronics. Uh, even, and here's the tough part, parents, even if there's no homework, we must preserve that place. Because look, at if you say, okay, fine, you can play with your Nintendo DS because you have no homework. What's to stop a child from coming home and lying to you and say, mom, I have no homework, when they know they can go to the electronics. But if they know they can't then they're less likely to do that. I also encourage parents to have a limitation on entertainment electronics. Now, it's going to be a personal choice what you're going to do with your child, but I encourage you to limit it to one, no more than two hours a day of entertainment electronics time, depending on the age of your child. Now, as the parent, you're in charge, which means you can give extra time and you can take it away as well. Uh, that, and, and, and here's the important thing, no rollover. There's no rollover. If they use... 50 minutes of their hour, there's no 10 minutes that gets rolled over to the next day. And I know it might seem unfair to the the child, but here's the deal. We want to make parenting easy. And making parents accountable for having to keep track of all this stuff just makes their life even worse. And the last one, number five. I encourage that we postpone social media to the latter teen years. Now, again, this is just a guideline, it's a suggestion. You may feel something different that you want with your child. But let's keep in mind, Facebook was made for adults, not teenagers, not children, or I say not young teenagers anyway. And now, I know there's the everyone throws the, what about it, it says that you have to be 13 on Facebook. That's, that's Facebook's role. It's just theirs. I encourage you to reconsider the use of Facebook and MySpace and and some of these other devices. There's a lot of research that's coming up now to show that children lose the the contact, the one-on-one. They need that ability to to communicate with each other face-to-face. And sometimes I think we're finding that bullying, uh, with bullying, is now 24 hours a day thanks to these devices. When, When we were young Bullying seemed to come to an end at 15 when we got home from school. Now it's around the clock. So we want to reconsider that. Again, these are all guidelines. I encourage you to at least take one or two of these and consider them in raising your child to be able to dream big. You've been listening to my new Creating Cooperative Kids podcast series. If you would like more help with discipline and parenting, please visit my website, www.cooperativekids.com. And remember, making the world a better place to live begins by using a style of discipline that not only creates more cooperation today, but also helps our children to eventually find their purpose in life. All information on this recording is the property of Bill Corbett and Cooperative Kids. Copyright 2012, Cooperative Kids Publishing.